Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Monday, everyone, and welcome into the Gramlich and McLean podcast. We continue our previews here as we're breaking down each team getting ready for ACC football. And it's August. It's August, Mac, which means football games will be played in this month. Let's go. We are doing three episodes a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Last week, Georgia Tech, Duke, Syracuse. This week, Louisville, Florida State, Virginia Tech. A lot of big programs this week as we're breaking down these schools, and we have a great interview with Scott Satterfield that we're going to get to in a sec, Mac. But it's here, fall camp is here, and I know you were talking about your PTSD from fall camp. I know you're very happy to be doing these tours where you're going oh, yeah. to fall camps and doing television instead of sweating <laughs> your butt off and almost dying. I, I've got to tell you, it is a lot easier to go down um, to Tallahassee. It's a lot easier to be in the Carolinas. It's a lot easier to be doing all that without pads, without a helmet, without getting smashed by other humans that are very strong and very physical and fast. So I appreciate just wearing a polo, mm. having a great time, get to eat all the good food and uh, talk a little college football because it's here, like you said, KG, and some crazy changes are being made and all over the place, but at its core, it's uh, it's always going to be the game we love. And Excited to talk about these guys today, the the Louisville Cardinals. Can't wait. Let's get into the head coach, Scott Satterfield. He took some time with us. We weren't able to get the video because he was driving through the mountains of West Virginia. Busy man. Busy man. That's what he said. (laughs) So I don't know if he was recruiting or what, but he did give us a good amount of his time. So let's talk with the Louisville head coach, Scott Satterfield. Coach, welcome into the podcast. Very appreciative of your time today. And I heard a little rumor, a little golf rumor a couple of weeks ago. Apparently, you just beat the crap out of E. Wood on the golf course. Is that true? Can you confirm that? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> at, his, at his own course, by the way. And, oh. Uh, you know, I mean, some sometimes, you know, you have a bad day. I think he may, he may have had a bad day that day. But, uh, <laughs> but no, we see we have a great time. Anytime you play E. Wood at anything, he's going to try to beat you. You know how competitive he is. That's right. Can, can you give us a little recap? I mean, what, what was going right for you that day? What was going bad for him? Was your putting just locked in? What was the deal? Yeah, my putting was pretty good that day. And, and usually I'm off the tee. I'm not great, but I was, I was actually keeping it in play off the tee. And then uh, E. Wood's normally pretty good around the greens there, and he was struggling a little bit that day. So uh, <laughs> that's that was the issue for him. That's but awesome. But, but that, that's the only time. Other times we played, he's beat me. So. <laughs> For those that may not know, we're talking about Eric Wood, Louisville, great, (laughs) Buffalo Bills, great. Just want to make sure that our our listeners know. Coach, besides golf, like give us a little insight uh, into you off the field during the summer months when there's just a little bit less to do. I know there's still a ton to do. What do you like to do away from football? Yeah, I think besides golf, really, it's just to hang out with the family. Uh, I've got I've got three kids. They're getting older now, 18, 19, and 21. We still try to do stuff together as a family because they were all kind of spread out and scattered. Um, just got back last week from out in Grand Canyon, so it took the family Ooh. out there. We we floated the Colorado River and uh, and saw the Grand Canyon from a, a, wow. a unique perspective. It was uh, it was tremendous. And so just try to hang out with the family a, a little bit in these couple of weeks that we do have off. And then 
as we know, uh, here coming up, uh, we're getting back to the grind here starting the end of the week. That's right. Man, I love that. Golf, family time, and floating down a river, man. I, I could do that any day, any day. I love it. Well, Coach, let's jump into this Louisville football team. Uh, and I want to start with Malik Cunningham, you know, Mr. Do-It-All for you guys, a guy that was right under 3,000 yards passing, over 1,000 yard rushing, close to 40 yard or touchdowns. I mean, he's a video game. And when he is at his best, he's the best player in the video game. What what is what are your expectations? I mean, what kind of growth can we see from him, you know, going into his final year of college? Well, I think last year, you know, he took a step forward. I mean, as you mentioned some of the stats, I mean, you know, what he was able to do uh, last year was tremendous and he had a, a really great year and probably got overshadowed a little bit by some other great quarterbacks in our league. And uh, and I think but I do think he could be one of the best quarterbacks in the country this year. Certainly if you ask defensive coordinators, they're gonna say he's one of the best. Uh they don't want to have to defend him when you're thinking about how well he can run the football, but he also, when he, like you mentioned, when he's locked in throwing the football, he's as good as there is any out there, um, particularly when he has a clean pocket. And I think one of the most exciting things for us is we have so many of the big guys up that are back this year up front. Yeah. And um, so he's going to have a little bit more time, hopefully. And, and I think he could have a tremendous year. Coach, you said, you know, with what he did last year and his ability to to uh, use his legs, but he's got to stay healthy. I think that's another big concern. I, well, for any quarterback, of course, but also for a dual threat. So what are some things you've been emphasizing with him this offseason in order to stay healthy, but also to take that next step as a quarterback? Yeah, I mean, certainly uh, he needs to stay healthy. But anytime you're dealing with a guy that's going to take it down and run, I mean, he's got to be able to he's got to be able to take a few hits in there. One, well, you know, a couple of things that we worked on this spring was. You know, really just trying to keep your head up in the pocket and push the ball down the field. When it's not there, dump it off to your running backs, your tight ends. We have some talented players in that regard as well. So this spring, he, he, you know, he sat in the pocket. He dumped the ball off. He was not – I told him you can't run. I mean, there was a couple of times he's, <laughs> he, he's turning and looking at me on the sideline knowing that he can run right now during the play. I'm like, well, you know, we told you to dump it off. So, but I, but I do think that, that he got in a good habit of that this, this time, uh, this spring. I think that will help him. And also, during the games, you know, once, once you get a first down, listen, just look to get down, get out of bounds. Um, you know, we don't need the spectacular run every single time. And I think, you know, save your body, save some, mm-hmm. save some of those hits uh, when you really need them. Coach, I, the question of, you know, what is a player's ceiling is, is always a very difficult question. I'll just say this. We had Greg McElroy on a couple of weeks ago. And when we talked about ACQ, ACC QBs, the guy he wanted to talk about was Malik Cunningham. And he may have used the word Heisman. Coach, do you hear any of that? Do you let Malik, I mean, do y'all ever discuss the expectation part of this or is that something that he's already good at handling? Yeah, we, you know, he's, he's played so much. I mean, he's started over four years now. And, um, you know, so we, we, we just take it uh, on a daily basis to say, hey, listen, you know, we, you got to have a great year, year, but how are you going to have a great year? Well, every day focus on what you can do to get better. And I, that's kind of where we're keeping it. Um, you know, obviously, you know, we, we'd love to get some, some accolades for him toward the end of the season, but that's going to happen if he's having a great year. Yeah. I think, you know, if, the, if, if he you know, plays within himself, let the guys around him help him, then I think he will be in conversation toward the middle of the season uh, as, he's, as he's playing a lot of good football. So, um, and of course, you got to win. I mean, they're not, they don't hand out these Heismans to beat the teams that are not very good. And, right. and I think, so he's got to come out there and play well in order for us to get a lot of wins and um, you know, and I think uh, I think he can be there in that conversation as we get to the middle of the season. And, and then after that, we'll see what happens. He, he's a special player. He can do so much for you. But, you know, you and I down on Amelia Island, we were talking about this running back room, this stable 
that you have. And I know you love to have three or more in there. Uh, and it looks like you've got them with Jalen, Tevion, uh, uh, Evans. I mean, three guys that really can do a bunch of different things for you. What have you seen from them growth-wise, I guess, this spring, summer, off-season as, as we get close to fall? Yeah, I mean, shoot, man, I'm excited about that room. It, it's the most competitive room we have in our building. Um, That's awesome. The biggest, the biggest thing that we have in that room is uh, is competition, and, and and they have embraced it. I think that's the one thing that they've not shied away from, and it's made them all better over the last six months, and it's going to make them better as we head into the fall. Um, you know, I think Cooley's probably one of the more improved players on our team. You know, he came in last year as a true freshman and played for us, and you know, at times looked a little awkward out there, but I think now he's looking like a real ACC running back. Um, you know, Tyon Evans came in from Tennessee as a super talented player. Mitchell started 11 games for us last year. And then Charles Jordan's a guy in the bowl game last year, had a 100-yard kickoff return, and he, he is one of the more explosive players on our team. So that that room, uh, I feel good about all four of them, man. I, you know, and we, we like to run the football, so they're certainly going to get their touches in that room. And, and, you know, we'll have to see who's going to be the guy. That's going to be the biggest question is, like, who's going to be the guy? Who's going to get the touches? Coach, how, how does that work? Just real quick, Kelly, when you when you have so many guys, is it necessarily a thing where maybe you even go in there? Because, you know, the head coach, man, it, it brings a lot of weight with the things that he says. Is it one of those things where it's like, okay, I, I've got three or four dogs. Y'all are all going to play. It might change week to week. Or do you really hope that – you know, somebody separates and, and truly is that alpha. Yeah, I mean, it would be awesome if one of them did that, you know, but I do think they all have bring such great qualities to the room, and, and it's going to be a battle in August. You know, we'll see who's got the hot hand as we head into that first week against Syracuse, and then and then we'll start playing. You know, and the guys that are playing the the, the most sound football, that, that not necessarily when the ball's in your hand, but are doing the, the other things yeah. that is like protection, blocking, and, you know, doing those things, catching the ball out of the backfield. I mean, you know, I, I think – maybe the cream will rise to the top. And I think um, – and I, and I, I told all of them, man, you're going to have a great opportunity. I, I'm, I'm pulling for all of you. I mean, I got the best seat in the house when I'm watching these guys. Coach, I want to talk about another one of your offensive weapons. And, of course, that's Marshawn Ford. And this is a guy who – and we mean this is always a positive word in football, but just for our listeners. I mean, he's freaky. That, there's no doubt about it. If there is there something in practice in the weight room, in uh, conditioning drills that you've seen him do – where you said that is just not normal. Like what's the freakiest thing you've seen him do? Uh, probably for me, it's really just um, some, some catches that he's made, you mm-hmm. know, it, it's like in practice, um, you know, the quarterback will maybe throw the ball way behind him or high or something. And he's running across the field. He'll just kind of reach back with one hand and make that catch. And then doesn't even break stride and he keeps on running. I mean, he, he's got that athletic ability that, and that hand eye coordination that, you know, you just can't, you just can't coach that stuff. I mean, he's just got it inside of him. And, uh, you know, he's fun to be around. Um, you know, he's a little undersized for the kind of position that tight end he's playing there. Mm-hmm. That's why we kind of use him somewhat wide out as well. But um, he, he's got he's just got a unique ability to catch the football and run after the catch. And I think, you know, he had a really good year for us last year. I think he'll piggyback off of that and we'll continue to use him out wide as well as in the box. But, um, you know, really, really pulling for him to have an outstanding year this year. And, and he's one of those guys that I think that Malik can check the ball down to. And then he can go make some great stuff happen after he catches it. Again, uh, another weapon, another weapon. Right. Yeah, you yeah. mentioned using him outside, too. We just talked with Jeff Halfley, and he was talking about Zay Flowers, and he's like, look, I got to get that guy the ball in whatever way I can. <laughs> Is that how you feel about Marshawn Ford, too? Yeah, I really do. Uh, Zay Flowers, I, I like him, too. <laughs> he's a great <laughs> <Yeah>. player. <laughs> different, hey, little different players, I, but they I'm need Coach the football. Halfley, I, I'm getting him the football a lot as well. But uh, <laughs> That's right. Uh, 
But, but yeah, Marshawn is, uh, you know, he's a matchup problem for defenses because mm-hmm. he's 230 pounds, 235, but, it, you know, he can, but he can run like a wide receiver. So that's a matchup problem for these linebackers and safeties. So that's, you know, one thing that we do love. And, and you know what? He's always open. Like, I, like there's not a time where he's not open. That's a, and that's a comforting thing, you know, for Malik to know, you know, hey, he's maybe not in our primary receiver, but if I need to throw him the ball, he'll be there and he'll be open. That's right. I love that. Good old tight end, man. You can always find them. You can always get to them. Uh, Marshawn, no, no different about it. All right, coach, I'd be remiss if I did not speak about the big boys up front, because I think this unit is going to be really, really good. And of course, led by Big Chandler at left guard there, one of the best in the country at what he does. Uh, we, we were both talking about this again down in Florida, and you're excited about this unit. Yes, there's no question about that. Um, Chandler, Chandler's, you know, is, is an awesome player. I think uh, Trevor Reed at left tackle is a great player as well. Um, you know, shoot, we have a lot of great players. Uh, Donna's Boone is going to be another one. Renato Brown, um, Brian Hudson, you know, uh, the, the sleepers, Luke Kendra, who really haven't played a ton, but but he's an outstanding player as well. Um, you know, I'm excited about all those guys. I think they all, they're all going to play a lot for us. We've got about eight guys we're going to rotate in, and, uh, you know, they've all got great experience. And so um, I think that's one of our deepest that, we've, that we have on our team. And when I got here, you know, three and a half years ago, that's probably one of the not not you know the, the least deepest. Uh, right. Yeah. Coach, let's talk a little defense here. We we've got to get some defense in, and we know you return a bunch of starters in the back of that defense, specifically in the secondary. But let's start up front. I mean, what what are you seeing from this front? What do you need to see more of in twenty twenty two for this defense to improve? Well, I think, you know, it does, it starts up front. There's no question. And I think that, um, you know, the, the kind of the players that we do have up front with Yaya with, um, you know, um, shoot, we just got to transfer in from Arizona state. Um, you know, he's going to be a great player for us. Um, you know, and I think, um, you know, Gillette, the other one on the other side, those, those guys are up to about 275, 280 now. Now we got some size, um, you know, Yasir Abdul coming off the edge, one of the best pass rushers, I think, in the country. You know, he's a kid that's going to run a 4-4, four, four, high 4-4 four, four at 240 pounds. Uh, you know, so I think it all starts up front. If we can create some pressure on the quarterbacks, that's going to really help the guys in the back end. Man, I love it, Coach. Excited to see what that defense, with some of these guys growing up and, and blowing up, as you said, size-wise, it should be a nice little element. Coach, last one before we let you go here. When, when I was looking back and just reflecting on – you know, th- this interview here and, and thinking about Charlotte and meeting up and all that different stuff and talking about Louisville, it was crazy to see the, the one-score games. And just you're right there. You're so close to the brink of really having an unbelievable type of season. How do you go through that in the offseason? What kind of things are you doing? Are you saying where it's like, guys, we are so freaking close. We just have to take one more step. What did that look like this offseason? Well, it, what it did, I thought, it, to me, it says, listen, guys, you can play with any of these guys in this league. You got an opportunity to go out. This league's wide open. We saw, you know, Pitt won it last year. Um, we were so close. I think um, it, what it what it did for us this offseason, just a, a tremendous amount of focus to know that we're that close. And we got to talk. All we talked about was finishing. You know, we, we were right there. We didn't finish these games. We got to finish. Um, we got to finish the drill that you're on right now. This, this you know, whether it be weights, running. Um, and then we got to finish these games next year. We added a lot of pieces to the puzzle in the offseason through the transfer of, um, portals. And then uh, and then what we're bringing back, you know, we lost some injured. We had some guys get injured on defense last year that I thought hurt us. We got yeah. those guys back. They're healthy. Monty Montgomery, Trey Clark, 
um, you know, and, and, and that is some of these pieces. So, you know, hopefully that'll, that'll put us over the edge. You still got to go out and play. But I think more than anything, our guys are hungry. They're training with the chip on their shoulder. Um, and they, and they're, out, they're out to get respect. And I think that's the biggest thing. Well, we're excited to see it, Coach. Thank you again for your time. We appreciate you always. Good luck this season. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Looking forward to seeing you. Thanks again to head coach Scott Satterfield for joining us. Uh, I know it was a treacherous trip through the mountains. Let's talk Louisville. Six and seven last year, Mac. Four and four in the ACC. They lost the first responder bowl to Air Force, a very close game, 31 to 28. This is pretty crazy about Louisville, though. And I, I looked some of this stuff up here. Louisville has suffered consecutive losing seasons and has lost three straight rivalry games to Kentucky by a combined 109 points. That is wild. I'm not sure many people would realize that Louisville's had two straight losing seasons or has lost that badly to Kentucky in recent years. But the last couple months, this summer, Louisville has gained a lot of momentum in recruiting. They flipped some guys. They've gotten some guys in the portal. So it does feel like things are headed in the right direction. But there's no doubt this is a big year for Scott Satterfield and for Louisville. Yeah, and lucky for him, he has uh, Malik Cunningham back. Yeah, and so that is uh, that. That's the exciting part for for certainly for this team and, and this coaching staff, and you know, really just to to touch on their record and, and to look at those guys and, and the fact that you know the the end of the interview we kind of touched on it there and, and finishing uh, you know the drill and, and having so many close one score games. I mean, against Wake Forest, Wake kicks a field goal, twenty two seconds left to win the game. They're up massive against UVA. UVA mm-hmm. scores 21 points in the fourth quarter. Late touchdown to win the game, 22 seconds. Kind of weird that that's that close together. Clemson scores 13 points in the fourth quarter and then wins by six. So it was all these really close games. Uh, and then if you add in the, the bowl game versus Air Force there, another one-score game. And so mindset-wise, you just have to take that step. And, and as a team, as a strength staff, as a as a football coaching staff, all these different things, we have to come together as a unit and say, we can do this. This is important. This is how close we are. Kick down that door. And I hope that that's what they've done all summer long. And as they're in camp, that really being the momentum is to, as Coach Mark Rick says all the time, finish the drill. you got to sprint through that thing. And certainly Louisville you know, has an opportunity this year. Are you going to be the team of mystery, which you kind of been for the last two years? Or are you going to be a consistent performer that can go and get it done? Well said, Mac. And the guy that is a consistent performer for Louisville is Malik Cunningham. The biggest question mark for me is can Malik Cunningham stay healthy? And I'm not talking just playing every game, Mm -hmm. but can he stay healthy where he can truly utilize his entire skill set and run and be the dual threat guy and make guys miss and stay healthy for 12 games? And we'll see if he can. I think they asked him to do so much. It wasn't a Brennan Armstrong situation where they're wheeling him out in a body cast, but he did have to do a lot. And they lose Hassan Hall, but they bring in some transfers at the running back position. They have Marshawn Ford, who is freaky, as Scott Satterfield was telling us in that interview. And I think they have enough weapons. The O-line must improve, Mac. That's another big question. What what do you see when you look at this Louisville O-line? Yeah, they're going to be much improved. You know, I think it's led by a big Caleb Chandler there. And, and you know, you, you have – we talked to Coach, I asked him, because he was glowing about them when I was talking mm-hmm. with him down at Amelia Island and, and really excited about what they have coming back there. Um, so I, I think it starts with him. I think Adonis Boone is a guy that has to take a step um, and can be really solid for them. But 
that's where it starts. We, we've said it almost every episode. It starts with a line of scrimmage and, and run blocking. Uh, certainly, that outside stretch zone that Louisville does, that's their that's their key. That's what everything is built upon. And so if that isn't going you know, the right direction or not being blocked to the best of their ability, everything else kind of suffers a little bit. So certainly think those guys have to get going uh, with Malik. I mean, the biggest thing for me, and, and I think the next step of his progression as an elite player is being the best player on the biggest stage. You know, there's times where I look at when Louisville plays a, a bigger opponent, and specifically Kentucky, um, you know, willing his team to win. Because he, he's always had really solid games against them, and maybe that's more a little bit on the defensive side of the ball. But, you know, just taking that next – like, don't I, – I can't lose. Like, I'm going to play so hard and do so much as this quarterback for this team that I, I can't. My team cannot lose. And I know that's circumstantial, and, and certainly there's factors outside of his control. But, you know, I think that is the next step because he has the weapons – to be one of the scariest players in college football. And his deep ball is beautiful. His legs, we saw against Syracuse and Duke. My gosh, he looks like Michael Vick back in Madden when he was unstoppable. And, Lamar and so, Jackson. Looks like Lamar Jackson. Well, you know, all those guys. And, and it's impressive to see. And so, you know, just seeing that next step. And then I think really the 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 thing that I think Coach Satterfield, outside of you know Cunningham being back, that is most excited about is that – you know, just backfield. I mean, that they at App State. If you go back and you watch that film and, and you just see what they were able to do, those guys are going to run a bunch of different backs. They're going to have three or four guys that they can put in a rotation. And you know, he said there, kind of, we want whoever is, we want someone to step up and evaluate. I've seen in games, if there's a hot hand, they're going to that guy. It might be the third string, but he's on fire, and they have three guys that could start most places in the country. He's going to be the guy this game. And I think that's really valuable, KG, to, to have something like that with an offense that wants to run the football at its core. No doubt. And they brought in some transfer wide receivers too, D. Wiggins, yep. uh, cousin of, of T. Higgins, not really, <laughs> and the A-Sun player of the year, Tyler Hudson. So can these guys step up and provide they need to. They have to. some consistent weapons? Yeah, for Malik. Okay, let's talk defense here, Mac. Gave up over 400 yards per game last year. This defense – was just not good. It's It's got to take a step. And they have some weapons they're excited about. You heard Satterfield talk about Yaya Diaby and Yasir Abdullah. These guys are back. Abdullah led Louisville with 10 sacks last year. Linebacker remains a strength. They've added a bunch of dudes in the portal mm-hmm. to shore up the secondary. But And they lose C.J. Avery, who is like their heart and soul defensively. The defense has to be better. This team is not finishing with a winning record and breaking that slump unless this defense takes big steps. Yeah, and, and I think they can, KG. I think, you know, when, when you look at Trey Clark, um, man, he, he's a special talent at DB. You know, he was my, one of my uh, first-team All-ACC cornerbacks, a guy that, you know, was banged up with injury a year ago and, and now hopefully back to, to full speed. You got a massive transfer, uh, a nose tackle from Arizona State, a young man that is just a bully, and he can really be an anchor. I think that would really help Louisville out because when you can just be kind of a a, a block eater, you just take up space and then can also do some damage, uh, that's when things can get very disruptive. So on top of, of course, you said Diaby and, of course, Abdullah, I think those are some key pieces that just need to elevate uh, to, to really help them out defensively. The schedule is intriguing to me, Eric McLean. <laughs> the win total is six and a half which means 
if you take the over, you have to guarantee that Louisville is going to have a winning season mm-hmm. at seven and six. Or these are just for twelve for uh, twelve games. So really, seven and five is what you'd be looking at. The guaranteed losses I see at Clemson. I think you have to put at Kentucky on there just because they Come always on. lose to Kentucky. We're not doing it. We're not breaking the streak. They always lose to Kentucky. Will Levis so, is tough. I, for, can can I we just talk about Will Levis? I know all the Louisville fans are rolling. You're going to talk about Will Levis on the Louisville preview podcast? I just, yeah, I, I just he's not better than Malik. I mean, he's not. Okay. All right. Like people, I don't know, and I, I sound like such a hater. I really do, but I just don't know if I see it. Like he's a huge body. Like probably has a rocket launcher arm, but he, he's not better than Malik. And, and so I think I would I love to see that duel. And see Malik get the get the better of Kentucky this kind of final hurrah here, but man, it's gonna be tough going there because those fans. It's crazy. They are a basketball school, but those fans love football more. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. The tough part for Louisville with this schedule is the November. James Madison, no cupcake. All right, the Dukes, JMU on November fifth at Clemson, NC State at Kentucky. Jeez, I mean, you've got to get your wins early. And that's where Louisville, they got to beat Syracuse. They got to beat UCF. They have USF on here. They got to beat Virginia. Um, They got to win at Boston College. Like, they've got to get these wins early and do their work early. I think the schedule is tough. And if you press me on it right now, Mac, I I would lean under. I think this is a a six and six schedule for Louisville. Yeah, and and I'm going under too. And it hurts me to say that because there's. Even with Malik, who is so special. Yeah, there's so much skill. And and even in the running back room, we we spoke about extensively. It's just a tough schedule and a tough November that's going to finish. Man, you're you're squaring off against maybe a couple of top 10 teams, you know, potentially at the end of the deal there. So it's going to be interesting. I'm going under two KG. I I just think it's going to be too much, you know, for those guys. And then. You know, what does the future hold? What what's next after Malik? You know, that that's certainly gonna be something to look at uh, you know, with this Louisville team. It's crazy too with the schedule, just to hit on it one more time. You know, you can look at a schedule and you say, Okay, there's a gimme, there's a cupcake. Credit Louisville because this schedule, the only gimme I see is USF, just because they're still rebuilding. You're gonna beat USF right. at home. <laughs> but you've got JMU on there, you've got UCF, and then Syracuse, FSU, BC, Virginia. Wake, Pitt, they, they draw Pitt as a crossover, plus Kentucky. I know we talk about how tough Georgia Tech's schedule right. is. This is also very difficult yeah, it, for it, them. It is, and you know something they're just going to have to figure out and something that, you know, it's good to schedule that, right, because you want to have an attractive schedule. You want to get to, you know, the, the, the top of the mountain, uh, but it's tough. And, and certainly when you're still trying to mold your program, you're still trying to figure out who you want to be as a program, uh, it's something that will certainly take a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. But hey, when you have Malik Cunningham, I think any game becomes winnable. <laughs> That's right. You just got to close it out. That's right. And he, he's such a special player. I mean, the, the things that he can do, KG, with his arm and then his legs is is really impressive. And I thought it was interesting, uh, t- you know, to be honest, that Coach was saying we took away his legs in certain drills. And we said, hey, yes. we want you to find the outlet. We want you to find – the open receiver. I think it's a unique way to do it, but it puts just the emphasis on, I know you can do it with your legs. I know that. I know you're a better athlete than most of the people you're going to go up against. I want you to be able to fit this thing in tight windows. I want you to be able to figure it out. And, you know, that could probably be a little frustrating for the quarterback, but I just think it's going to help him so much when the season gets there because now it'll help him extend plays to the point of maybe before he wasn't comfortable where he probably got to a certain point, a mental time clock in his head where I got to go. 
But now doing those type of drills and how long they continue to do it, he's like, okay, I can ride this thing out a little bit more. Then boom, there's Marshawn 30 yards downfield. Massive pickup, no injury, no bump, uh, getting getting bumped up. So I, I do like it. Uh, it's interesting, but I do like it. And I think just it's going to help his progress go so much better. A lot like Clemson, though, KG, he's got to have his wide receivers and, and skill players help him. Mm. I mean, there was a bunch of drops. There was a bunch of miscues that could have been massive, massive plays. I'm talking about in the end zone, ball right through their hand type stuff. And so, you know, ultimately Malik going to need that help from everybody involved as he also takes the necessary steps. No doubt. That is Louisville. I, I'm really – I think this team is super intriguing. Right. And Malik Cunningham is must-watch I, TV. I think, so we'll be keeping our yeah, eye on Louisville. I think they're going to be the team of mystery again. I hope they prove me wrong, but that's just the vibe that, that I kind of get here. So huge shout-out to, to the SID Rocco. Huge shout-out to Coach Satterfield making some time for us, getting on the interview. Really appreciate that. Um, and, of course, our producer, Richmond Weaver, the GOAT. Uh, really appreciate all his time and the great work he does for us. But that's it, guys. Another episode of Gramlick and MacLane in the books. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. As always, head over to YouTube. Head over to Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, and get serious XM. What are you doing? Let's go. Uh, but there will be more from us later. Until next time, we'll see you all.